Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. The word that I have is for every, it's for our church, it's for every family, and it's also for every single person. Uh, One of the things to realize is that when God gives a corporate word, the corporate is always made out of individuals. So that's when you, God even takes us to so many different levels. He says, to to me and my household. So for a household to be blessed, it only takes one person to agree with God. That means that it takes one person in a business to agree and let the business flourish. So when God talks corporately, he's talking individually, he's talking family, he's talking every part of your life. With God, there is no one part of God, not, there's not one part of life that doesn't respond to God's voice. And I want to just start something with you because I believe this is going to take us into 2023. So this is a preparation for your new life. Now, I want you to see this. We're going to talk about the way of faith. That word, the way of faith or the path, the word way and path is so, so much time in Scripture. And I want you to listen to the psalmist. And he says this in Psalm 119 verse 30. I have decided to take the path of faith. So so what you have is, now watch this very carefully. All the success that you see in David's life is put into one single verse. David is known for his worship. He's known for his poetry. He's known as a man of war. He's known as a leader. He's known as a friend of God. But it all started is I have decided to take the path of faith. So that tells you something about him. That everything that you see has flown out of or come through this single word called faith. One of the things to realize is that God is a faith God. Now watch this. If you don't believe that God is a faith God, then you will see that Adam had to struggle to build the garden. So when God created Adam, he also gave him his faith. Because watch this. When God created Adam, he gave him the garden. How was the garden created? He wasn't created through work. It wasn't created through toil. It was created through faith. He spoke and it happened. Correct? So when, when the Bible, when Jesus comes on the scene, he says, I want you to repent. He goes, I want you to repent back to Adam or even further. So it was repent from doing it your way. Go back to living by faith. So if when people go to me, we need to repent. What we're saying is this, God's saying, I want you to repent back to the original because originally I created you to work by faith. I didn't create you to work by toil, 
manipulation. So what you have here is the way of faith, is the psalmist says, it's a choice. Whoa. Do you realize, if you're taking down notes and those watching online, people of faith had made a decision to believe and to work through faith. It's not an emotion, it's not a feeling, and it's not a blessing. It's not a blessing that you don't have. Paul, here he is, and you're going to see it through Scripture in the next two weeks, and then you're also going to see it in 2023, because I'm here to prophesy over you and over your family that this year is not going to, be, is going to end, and a new year is going to start. Or maybe you like this year. You're very quiet. The way you change anything is you need to make a choice. So God says it's not to your, your circumstances do not detect you. It is your choice. So when we want to change to the, I want 223 to be, be different. I want our church to be different. I want your family to be different. I want your employment to be different. I want your mind to be different. So it starts in the way of faith. I have decided. You know, we used to sing this also, I have decided to follow Jesus. And we, man, we've, Jesus must have gone in so many different directions. Because people are all over the shop. But here he is, this over the faith. Now, I have decided to take the pathway of faith. Now, Listen to Galatians 3.23. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under the guard of the law, by the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith was revealed. Now watch this. Before the way of faith in Christ was available, we had to live under the law. So what he was saying is that the results that you wanted, you had to do by keeping certain regulations. Now, I want you to notice something. Do something really deep with me this morning. Is every desire that you have for success is God-given. The desire to own a business, God-given. Desire to have a wife, a husband, God-given. A desire to have children, God-given. A desire to have successful children, God-given. A desire to drive a nice car, God-given. A desire to live in a good house, God-given. A desire to go on holidays, God-given. A desire not to eat at McDonald's for the rest of your life, God-given. See, what, what, we, what we realize is this is when God says this, is that God has given us desires. The problems that we get ourselves into is how do we get the desire that we feel to manifest? How do I get this? I have a desire to be successful, but then how do I do it? I have a desire to move in this realm, but how do I do it? And it says, before the way of faith in Christ was available, to us, we, we were placed under guard by the law. See, the law was there to keep you until the way of faith was to be manifested. 
So when the law is all about keeping, 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 I am keeping this to get this. I am working to doing this. I am worshiping so I can receive this. I am giving so I can do this. So what we have here is Paul, under the revelation of the Holy Spirit, he says there is a way of faith. There is a restful way of being, living, and accepting the provision of God. Now, I want you to have a look at the first book of John. I love the book of John. Matthew starts with geologies. Oh, you know, birth control. That's that one. I need another coffee. What I love about the book of John is he starts off in the beginning God. He, 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 he goes, you don't need to, he goes, Matthew will tell you all the other stuff you need. But he starts off in the first chapter, in the beginning God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He starts off like that. But what is interesting is look how he finishes the first chapter. He says, John 1.52, and then he said, I tell you the truth, and you will all See, heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. I want you to notice something here. Most people think that God made a stairway. But here is Jesus saying something absolutely amazing. And he goes, listen, let, let me read it to you again. This is, uh, I, when I first saw this verse, I've got, uh, I listened to the Bible in my car, and I, was, I, th I think I was on the freeway, and I'm listening to it. And it, this, the verse jumped out. And um, I, so I'm on the M1, and uh, yeah, I pulled in, and I, I, I had to check it out. And I thought that this was a mistake. I, you know how sometimes all of a sudden the lights come on? Look at it, he says this. I tell you the truth, something that's never going to change, okay? And you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down. That phrase is a constant, continuously, there is going to be movement from heaven to earth. And it's up and down, all the way up. So what, so what we have here is this, Jesus is not saying this, this thing is going to stop. He goes, down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Wow. So I want you to just to pause that for a moment. The one who is, this, is between heaven and earth. What did Jesus say? Teach, Father, a disciple said to him, teach us to pray. He says, Father, book of John, in the beginning. He says, let your will be done on earth as it is in. So what we have is that what's coming down from heaven is what is actually needed on earth. So God puts it this way, that what I designed in heaven was destined for the earth. What I designed in heaven has also got an address on earth. So what I designed for you in heaven is to be lived out on earth. 
Yes, there is things that we will be doing in heaven that God has designed, but he's also designed the things that we're going to do on earth. See, we're not fighting heaven and earth here. I want you to just delve into this, that God has designed certain things that you will continue to be doing in heaven, okay? Uh, I've got some really good news for some of you. If you thought that you were going to sit on a cloud and sing Kumbaya, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> You will go to heaven and go, excuse me, where's the Kumbaya bus? And, 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 the, and the angel will go, excuse me, not know. And, and he goes, I think the Kumbaya bus was on earth. Some, it's not. As it is in heaven. So there are two things that will not change. What God has planned for you in heaven, plus all the things that he has planned for you on earth. He never says this, you are, you, the things that I have for you are not on earth, they're in heaven, so don't worry about this life. But he says this, you need to live in both realms. You need to live in the heavenly realm, you also need to live in the earthly realm. And the issues that we have had is how do we, or how do I, bring what God designed for my family in heaven, how do I make it to come alive on earth? Correct? Do you realize that when God talks about you in heaven, it's perfect? But somehow, through whatever, through sin, the, the program was disrupted. And now God says this, and I want you to get this. This is amazing. Everybody say amazing. What God has originally designed, never gets downgraded. So God says, Ted, I've wanted this for you, but because you messed up, instead of giving you 10, I'm only going to give you five. But if you keep messing up, it's going to reduce to zero. So what God originally designed for you before sin is still in effect today. That means that whatever you messed up on, it's okay. Just think about that. That God, God's not up there degrading or devaluing what God has planned for you. Now, watch, and what's really interesting is this is just the foundations. This scripture comes out from a man, a story of Jacob. Now, what, are, what you need to understand, he's bringing this to what somebody did. So Isaac, when his wife was going to give birth, had twins. And there was a prophetic word that happened before birth that the elder was going to serve the younger. So God did this. God designed in heaven one to be the head and the other one to serve. So within the heart of these two children, God had already placed their destiny. So when they're at birth, it was rearranged. So you had Jacob's brother was born first and Jacob was born second 
So Esau gets the birthright. Jacob gets the rest. So Jacob is growing up like this. How is it that I have this dream? How is it that I have this desire to be the head? I have this dream, but this dream that I have is going to go to my brother Esau, so I am going to miss out. How many of you ever have a dream that everything around you makes it impossible for it? Your lifestyle makes it impossible. Your birth order makes it impossible. Your, you know, the inflation, the economy, everything it makes it impossible. I have this desire that God put inside of me and I, I need to manifest it. See, when we look at the world today, is people have good desires, but the way they do it gets them into trouble. So Isaac, or, or sorry, Jacob, he gets a plan. He goes, I'm going to get what I want, but I'm going to have to deceive. So he's, he's not, so all of a sudden, right now, He's jumped out of the grace boat. He's gone into the self-effort boat. And he goes, I don't think that God is going to switch this situation around. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop depending on God. I'm going to go sketch up a plan. So he goes to his mom, and his mom decides, come on, we'll do something. He goes, your, your dad's getting old. The only way he recognizes it between you, one's got soft skin and one's got hairy skin. And he goes, wow, so what we're going to do is we, you know, we're going we, you know, to just make up a stew. We're going to give your dad the favorite dish. And then we're going to do this. So he, he tricks, first of all he does, he tricks his brother. And, and he goes, look, give me your birthright. And now you can't do this. See, he's breaking the law. He goes, give me your birthright. So he sneaks the birthright out of Isaac. But he needs the finishing off of the birthright by, so from Esau. But then he's got to go to Isaac. So he, his mum goes, oh, Isaac is coming. So they take a, a lamb's cloth and they put it on there. And, and he, the father's blind, so he feels it and goes, oh, this, this is my son. This is, this is my son. And, and what does he do? Now watch this carefully. So he thinks it's Esau. So he gives him a prophetic heavenly blessing that comes upon him. And you know what's really interesting? After he found all of that out, Esau comes up to him, well, can't you reverse it? And he goes, no. I want you to notice something very carefully. The blessings of God are irreversible. He, he was done by deception, yes. It was done not in accordance to Scripture, yes. But it happened. What you notice about Isaac, that because, because, of, the, because of how he got it and his mindset, he had spasmodic victories. He had a victory a little bit and then back. Victory, bang. All through his life, it's up and down, up and down. He never lived in constant victory. He has one blessing, gets married, marries the wrong person. Then he has to marry again. He's got to keep working and working and working. The way he got it followed him. 
He deceived to get the blessing. And since then, everybody else was deceiving him. So he's living in this lifestyle that he's depending upon himself to bring about the blessing. Yes, there is a measure of blessing, but not the full blessing. So he comes to a point now that he's going to have to meet Isaac. Sorry, he's going to have to meet Esau. So he's got these breakthroughs and he goes, I now have to face the first person that I have betrayed. And he goes, back then, the reason he ran, because his brother was going to beat the snot out of him. So he, makes, he runs. He's going to have to face it. What he wants, right? In his heart, he's coming to the reality. He goes, God, I want the full blessing. I don't want up and down blessing. I don't want this little bit by little bit by little bit. I want the full measure of the blessing. Now we get to Genesis 28. This is where you're going to see so many amazing, amazing miracles here. And he says this. So he's on his way to meet his brother that wanted to, you know, just to have his justice done on him. And he says this, Genesis 28, verses 11 to 17. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp. And he stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and to lay down and sleep. Keep this in mind. He found a good place, a place to camp, and he stayed there. And he found a stone to rest his head against and lay down and sleep. Wow. This is so rich. Let's go to verse 12. And he slept. He dreamed a stairway that reached from earth to heaven. And he saw angels of God going up and down the stairway. Verse 13. And at the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said. Now what you notice, just stop there. Going, going back again to the book of John. He goes, right at the top of the stairway wasn't heaven. It was God. This is. And then God said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are laying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. He goes, you have fallen asleep on the very ground that I have given you. So the only place that you can ever rest on is what God gives you, not what anybody else gives you. You cannot rest on the, person, the ground that the person next door gives to you. So he goes, he found rest. And I want you to notice this. The dream came in the place that belonged to him. The dream didn't come in a hotel room. It didn't come at, you know, in a resort in Bali. You know, it came, he started to dream in the place that he belonged. 
He started a dream in his home. He, the dream, see, the center of dreams and visions is the place that you belong. I am the Lord your God. And he, and he gives him a bit of heritage here. I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it, I am giving it to you and your. Watch this. He's now going this. Whatever you receive on this plot will be transferred to your family. Wow. What God has meant is always meant to be continuing, never stopping. Verse 14. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread into all directions, to the west and to the east, to the north and the south, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. All the families. Your family. Your next door family. What's Christmas about? We're telling other, we're going to bring people into this house to tell them that their family are as blessed as we are. Okay. 15, verse 15. What more? I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go. Now, I want you to notice this. He right now goes, you have been looking after yourself and you have been protecting yourself. I want you to stop protecting yourself and let me protect you. And I want you to know that I am with you. So stop trying to get me to love you, accept it. Stop trying to say, God, please look at me, look at me, look at me. God says, I am with you. Done deal. I want, the word of God always has the last say in it. And he says, from now on, you are to walk like I am with you. You are to act like. You are to worship like. We are not worshiping to God to come into the room. The room was full of God before we walked in, but we didn't realize it. <laughs> Look at 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. Just, I want to just stop there. The reason he woke up was that's all he needed. The dream didn't need to go on and on and on and on. The, the, re, the button for the reset of his life was that I've told you everything you need for life and godliness is now yours. And then he says this, surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't aware of it. So the breakthrough, everything he needed was always there, but I've never been aware of it. I've always been clean in the sight of God, but I was never aware of it. I have always been righteous, but I have never been aware of it. I have always been healed, but I have never been aware of it. I was always provided for, but I was never aware of it. God was always with me, but I was never aware of it. Do I need to go on? Do you realize what he's saying here? He's saying, I could have had this before I needed to manipulate. 
I could have had this, but I was not aware of it. We see what happens is this, is if you're not aware that we are in church and you can expect a miracle, you come to church and you haven't got any expectations because you're not aware of it where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst. So the problem wasn't God, the problem was his awareness. So he says, then Jacob woke up and he said, and from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. Look at verse 17. But he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. He's standing where God is bringing blessings from heaven to earth. And you know what the sad thing is? Watch this, watch this. Is that God says, I have a blessing for Ted. And he comes down from heaven, comes to earth, and Ted's not aware of it. And God says, well, do it for another time. Take it back and we'll try again. Do you realize right now we're in the house of God? So so what happens here? He says, let me read it to you. I was just doing worship as worship was going on. I I looked it up in the Message Bible. Verses 16 and 17 says this. Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, God is in this place, truly. And I didn't even know it. He was terrified. He worshiped in awe. Incredible, wonderful, holy. This is God's house. This is the gateway of heaven. Worship came from realization of where he was. The worship didn't bring him into the realization, the realization of what was done worship. See, most of us have been taught, if I worship, then I get. But God says you worship because you've got a realization of where you are. Now, look at this. Verse 16, what does it teach us? Something concealed, now revealed. So this is in the house of God. I want you to watch this. You need to put yourself in this. When you are in the house, that what is concealed becomes revealed. That means whatever is stopping you Whatever is against you, whatever is squashing you, is now revealed so you can see what it is. God made him aware of everything that is hidden. That means the things that you need, the things that you desire, the the contacts you need to make, the business deals you make, the contracts you go to have, they are hidden. Listen to me very carefully. They are only hidden outside of the house, but not inside the house. You're in the in, not the out. God says, because you're in my house, what is hidden to the world is made plain inside for you. This was a divine revelation, and he wasn't prepared for it. Ooh, watch this. 
If you come to church, you wake up late, you, ha- you just go, man, I just need to go to church because I, I, you know, somebody's going to say, why won't you in church or whatever. And you just do it out of duty. You fall into this. This was a divine revelation and he wasn't prepared for it. So in other words, this, you should be coming to the house of God prepared to receive revelation. God says, you know what God says? How is it that you can come into my table and walk out empty? How is it that you can come into my house depressed and not come out with joy? What happened was this. See, you've got to come to church. You've got to come to life group. You've got to come to the presence of God prepared. Prepared for what? Prepared to receive. He came into the house of God and he says, I didn't know it. I didn't know. I wasn't prepared to receive. I wasn't prepared to find out how great I am, how great God is. So watch this. If I had realized a special distinction of this sight, I would have prepared myself to receive these heavenly realities. Is when you understand what's in the house, then you become prepared for it. This is a place of miracles. Right now, we're in a presence of God and we're in the presence of miracles. In his house is fullness of joy. In his house, there are miracles. Look at verse 17. A place where miracles are seen. Right now, what I'm describing to you is faith, life, church, the way God wants it. God is in these two verses describing his church. When we, talk, when we start talking about church now, okay, I, 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 we're not a traditional church, nor do we belong to a church that hasn't got King, Jesus, King, Jesus the King over it. He goes, a church, my house, is a house that miracles can be seen. A chosen place where people come in in a time of need and their prayer will be accepted and answered. Ooh. This is what Jesus came to do. He says, this is, I'm, I'm building my church. He, he said to J- Jacob, I, I love you so much. I am going to give you a revelation. I'm going to give you a vision, not just for your household, but I'm going to have a big family. This is your family, but I'm going to have my family. And I am going to describe to you what's inside my house. He goes, it's a chosen place where people come in in a time of need and their prayers will be accepted and answered. So our church, Faith Life Church, is a place where you get your prayer answered. This is family. This is, this is the atmosphere. It's a chosen place of acceptance. It's a chosen place of revelation. To me, where God's got an ideal With, um, with Jacob is this. He has to deal with one sentence. Can we go back to verse 16? Watch this. And Jacob woke up from his sleep 
and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. Right now, I believe that the Spirit of God is going to come into us. It's right here, right now. It's in every seat. Is that the sadness, if I had known, I wouldn't have had to go through what I went through. Some of us have gone through really hard situations, but we didn't know where we were. He's now crying. I can feel his soul. I can feel the things. If I had known, I wouldn't have had that argument. If I had known, I wouldn't have had to manipulate. If I had known, I would have worshipped different. If I had known, I would have given different. If I had known, I would have done this, this, and this. But I want you to notice something. We're going to deal with this next week. He doesn't live in the past now. If I had, if I had. 2022, the if has to die. If I had known, I would have got done differently at school. I would have done differently in dating. I would have done differently in marriage. I would have been done differently in business. Hey, listen to me. Like Pastor Victor just said, if you, if you keep remembering it, you will act on it. And what he's doing there, he's going, oh no, I went through all of this because I didn't accept this. And God brings healing to that. And he goes, now is the time to move on. The way of faith says this, I lived like this, but now I know. Before I was ignorant, but now I have wisdom. Before I was blind, but now I can see. Before I, 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 went, I thought I was going to seasons five, but I was actually going to church. Before I was worshiping, thinking I'm trying to draw God. See, what happens is this, is get healed over it. When I'm going to pray a prayer of healing. Can I have the worship team come up? Today, we are going to deal with this I wasn't even aware of it. So we're going to ask God, our God, to heal us of regrets. Mistakes. Come on, all of us can think back and go, can I let you in on a bit of a secret? Okay, this is your pastor talking. Um, I love taking long spas. I, I, I love it. I, I remember one time I watched a, a, a day and night a game. Starts at 2 o'clock, finishes at 10.30 of uh, cricket. So I said to Sylvain, uh, you need to leave me alone. I, I took the big telly out, stuck it in our ensuite. <laughs> and, and you know what? I used to spend hours on hours thinking, wow, if I had known that, what would I have done? When I first met Sylvie, if I had known that, this is what I've done. Then I go, if, when I got my first job, if I had known what I know now, I would have done this differently. I spent years going over if I had known, if I had known. If I had known, my, this relationship wouldn't have turned out like this. If I had known, I would have bought the house when I bought the house. If, if I had known that, I wouldn't have taken that job. If I had known what I know now, I wouldn't have done it. You see what he's saying? All of a sudden, he's woken up. He's going, I didn't have to go through it. 
I didn't have to go through the pain. I didn't have to go through the embarrassment. I didn't have, if I had known. But God says this. Listen, listen very carefully now. I'm going to give you some healing. Look, let's go back to the second slide, please. Galatians 3.23. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under the law. We were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the law of faith was relieved. You know what God's saying? I've kept you. I've kept you all of this time to bring you to this point. Now, you're, now you are at a position where you can accept this truth, this revelation, and never again go through what you went through. So God is saying to you right now, listen, listen your life can change. My life can change. Your life can change. Your kid's life. Do you realize, dads, and solo mom, I'm talking to both of you because you're the head of the house. The decision you make right now is going to affect them. It's going to affect them spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially. Why? Because if I had known that the blessing on me and what I speak over them will flow to them, I would have spoke differently over my children. I would have spoke differently to my employer. Instead of saying, how come he drives a nice car? How come he lives like that? No, if I had known that if I bless him, See, what happens is this, is right now the Holy Spirit is putting an end to all of the regrets. If I had known. See, Jacob's for God. This is what God spoke to me early this morning. It was this. I'm praying over this. And then he said this to me, Ted, I took Jacob. I wanted to take him to the next level, but I had to put an end to this level. You know, it's like when you're going up the steps, If I want to go up to this step, I can't. Ouch. Something's in the way. Can, can you believe that? I want to get to that platform, but this is in the way. And God says, there's got to be another level. So he says, Ted, I want you to take one leg, put it in, on top, and then move up. And God says this, I went to Jacob and I said, enough is enough. For you to hit the next level of continuous blessing, you need to have a revelation where you are. You need to have a revelation where who I am and who you are, and you need a revelation of the house. So you know what God's saying to us as a church right now? Faith Life Church? Is enough is enough. We are going to the next level. We're going to the next level. Why? Because what if? What if we got that building? What if this happened? What if? What if? It's enough. 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 So what we're doing is this. This is just the beginning. And God is now preparing us for 2023. And He's going, I'm putting an end to this. Because I want to get rid of the what ifs. I want everybody to stand. And those that are watching online, why don't you stand as well? Why don't you just lift up your hands? If I had known, then I would have done differently, yes. But Father, right now, I know 
I am entering in a brand new revelation. Father, right now, for every person here right now that are struggling with regrets, Father, that are struggling that if I had known, I wouldn't have done that. If I had known, I wouldn't have said that. If I had known, I wouldn't. God says, but I've kept you till now and I'm giving you a revelation of the way of faith. So from now on, you will not, every time you hit these things, it won't be, if I had known, you'll know what to do. Father, right now, God is a God of healing and our soul needs to get healed of all the regrets. And they go, wow, now I know it's not going to be the same again. So Father, I ask you right now for, the, for us here right now and for those watching online. Father, I let the healing power of Jesus just touch us. I declare every heartache healed. I declare every lost, the tears of lost opportunity healed. The Bible says He will wipe the tears of our eyes. Some of you are in so much regret. You, you weep over what was lost. You, you, you weep over it because, oh man. I've, but God's saying, hey, I'm taking you to another level. And it's going up and down from heaven. It's a continuous cycle. I'm bringing you to a continual cycle of success. I'm bringing you to a continual cycle of blessing, of revelation, of new life, new opportunities. It's a continual cycle. The cycle hasn't stopped, but I wasn't aware of it. So Father, heal us right now. And Father, right now, Father, we accept that we are living under an open heaven. Father, you are still at the head of the staircase. Jesus, you are our stairway. God, we're not climbing on our efforts. We're not climbing on anybody else's effort. Father, right now, the things are coming from heaven through you, not me, not to the person next door. But Father, I am totally and utterly depending that you are my direct access to everything that heaven has. And you have already given it to me. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I accept it. Everybody just look at me for a moment. You know how we're going to finish? What, what did he do? He worshipped. Now, I want you to notice this. He wasn't now worshipping for his breakthrough. He was worshipping because he was in his breakthrough. See, he's not going, when I worship, the door's flying open and they're going to come in. And all of a sudden, Jacob, who becomes Israel, he goes, flip me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of grace. I'm in the middle of healing. I'm in the middle of it. I thought I was on the outside, but I'm on the inside. I thought I was knocking, but I was inside. When I was knocking, I was knocking to the rooms in my house, not the front door of the house. So we know what we want to do. Why not finish this day? This In this house, we are going to give God a 30 second, I'm in the no praise. Hey, I'm going to worship that because I am now in the house. I am now in the house of God. I am at the stream of heaven. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for breakthrough. Thank you, God, for healing. Thank you, God, for provision. I will never, ever be the same again. Everything in change. 
everything is today. I have woken up. I have woken up. I am no longer asleep. I am awake in the presence of God. I am awake in my healing. I am awake in my provision. I am awake in my righteousness. Yeah. So now, you're going to walk different. You're going to walk out of seasons five and go, I didn't go to seasons five. I went to the house of God. And then when, you, when you're going to invite your friends, you're, you're not inviting them to seasons five. You're going, hey, I want to invite you to the house of God. What's the house of God? It, you know, it, it, we, we belong to a church that where prayers get answered. Yeah, but you don't know my past. You, you know what? Our church is a church where everybody's accepted. Our church is where God moves. Our church is the God where God does miracles. Our church is a church of breakthrough. We are Faith Life Church. We are the church after His presence. Hey, God bless you. See you next week.